0: We're reading Ezra chapters 1 through 4, here on Commuter Bible O.T. Our chronological reading of the Old Testament is approaching completion, which means we are now beginning to cover Israel's return to the land of promise. The books of Ezra and Nehemiah were originally part of one book, but they got separated along the way as the book was translated. We'll use these books as our historical backbone in the final weeks as we read Haggai, Zechariah, Esther, and Malachi along the way. Once we make it through some of the population tallies at the beginning of today's reading, we'll see what happens when God's people return to Judah. Before they even begin to rebuild the walls of the city, they prioritize rebuilding the temple. But even before that, they begin to worship God according to the scriptures. Ezra chapters 1-4 through In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken through Jeremiah, the Lord roused the spirit of King Cyrus to issue a proclamation throughout his entire kingdom and to put it in writing. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of the heavens, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and has appointed me to build him a house at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you, may his God be with him, and may he go to Jerusalem in Judah, and build the house of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem. Let every survivor, wherever he resides, be assisted by the men of that region with silver, gold, goods, and livestock, along with a free will offering for the house of God in Jerusalem. So the family heads of Judah and Benjamin, along with the priests and Levites, everyone whose spirit God had roused, prepared to go up and rebuild the Lord's house in Jerusalem. All their neighbors supported them with silver articles, gold, goods, livestock, and valuables, in addition to all that was given as a freewill offering. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem and had placed in the house of his gods. King Cyrus of Persia had them brought out under the supervision of Mithradath, the treasurer who counted them out to shesh the prince of Judah. This was the inventory. Thirty gold basins, one thousand silver basins, twenty-nine silver knives, thirty gold bowls, four hundred ten various silver bowls, and one thousand other articles. The gold and silver articles totaled five thousand four hundred. Sheshbazar brought all of them when the exiles went up from Babylon to Jerusalem. These now are the people of the province who came from those captive exiles King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had deported to Babylon. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sariah, Realiah. Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvi, Rehum, and Bana. The number of the Israelite men included Perosh's descendants, two thousand one hundred and seventy two, Shaphatiah's descendants, three hundred and seventy two, Era's descendants, seven hundred and seventy five. Pahath Moab's descendants, Jeshua's and Joab's descendants. 2,812 Elam's descendants 1,254 Zatu's descendants 945 Zakai's descendants 760 Bani's descendants 642 Bebai's descendants 623 Asgad's descendants 1,222 Adonikam's descendants 666 Bigvi's descendants, 2,056. Aden's descendants, 454. Ater's descendants, of Hezekiah, 98. Bizai's descendants, 323. Jorah's descendants, 112. Hashem's descendants, 223. Gibar's descendants, 95. Bethlehem's people, 123. Natofa's men, 56, Anathoth's men, 128, Asmaveth's people, 42, Kiriath Aram's, Tephira's, and Beeroth's people, 743, Ramah's and Geba's people, 621, Michmas's men, 122, Bethel's and Ai's men, 223. Nebo's people, 52. Magbish's people, 156. The other Elam's people, 1,254. Haram's people, 320. Lod's, Hadid's, and Ono's people, 725. Jericho's people, 345. Shania's people, 3,630. The priests included Jediah's descendants of the house of Jeshua, 973, Emmer's descendants, 1,052, Pashur's descendants, 1,247, and Hiram's descendants, 1,017. The Levites included Jeshua's and Cadmiel's descendants from Hodaviah's descendants, 74, The singers included Asaph's descendants, 128. The gatekeeper's descendants included Shalom's descendants, Ater's descendants, Talman's descendants, Akab's descendants, Hatita's descendants, Shobai's descendants, in all, 139. The temple servants included Ziha's descendants, Hasufa's descendants, Tabaoth's descendants, Kiros's descendants, Siaha's descendants, Padan's descendants, Labana's descendants, Hagabah's descendants, Shalmai's descendants, Hanan's descendants, Gedel's descendants, Gehar's descendants, Riyah's descendants, Rezan's descendants, Nakoda's descendants, Gazim's descendants, Uza's descendants, Hassia's descendants, Basai's descendants, Asna's descendants, Mayunum's descendants, Nefusim's descendants, Backbook's descendants, Hakufa's descendants, Harhur's descendants, Basilith's descendants, Mahida's descendants, Harsha's descendants, Barkus's descendants, Cicera's descendants, Tima's descendants, Nazia's descendants. And Hatifa's descendants. The descendants of Solomon's servants included Sotai's descendants, Hasophorith's descendants, Peruda's descendants, Jaya's descendants, Darkin's descendants, Gedel's descendants, Shefatiah's descendants, Hatil's descendants, Pokerith Hazabiam's descendants, and Ami's descendants all the temple servants, and the descendants of Solomon's servants, 392. The following are those who came from Telmila, Telharsha, Cherub, Aden, and Immer, but were unable to prove that their ancestral families and their lineage were Israelite. Deliah's descendants, Tobiah's descendants, Nakoda's descendants, 652 and from the descendants of the priests, the descendants of Hobiah, the descendants of Hakuz, the descendants of Barzillai, who had taken a wife from the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite, and who bore their name. These searched for their entries in the genealogical records, but they could not be found. So they were disqualified from the priesthood. The governor ordered them not to eat the most holy things until there was a priest who could consult the Urim and the Thummim. The whole combined assembly numbered 42,360, not including their 7,337 male and female servants and their 200 male and female singers. They had 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. After they arrived at the Lord's house in Jerusalem, some of the family heads gave freewill offerings for the house of God in order to have it rebuilt on its original site. Based on what they could give, they gave 61,000 gold coins, 6,250 pounds of silver, and one hundred priestly garments to the treasury for the project. The priests, Levites, singers, gatekeepers, temple servants, and some of the people settled in their towns, and the rest of Israel settled in their towns. When the seventh month arrived and the Israelites were in their towns, the people gathered as one in Jerusalem. Jeshua, son of Jozadak, and his brothers, the priests, along with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and his brothers, began to build the altar of Israel's God in order to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. They set up the altar on its foundation, and offered burnt offerings for the morning and evening on it to the Lord, even though they feared the surrounding peoples. They celebrated the festival of shelters as prescribed, and offered burnt offerings each day, based on the number specified by ordinance for each festival day. After that, they offered the regular burnt offering, and the offerings for the beginning of each month, and for all the Lord's appointed holy occasions as well as the freewill offerings brought to the Lord. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, even though the foundation of the Lord's temple had not yet been laid. They gave money to the stonecutters and artisans, and gave food, drink, and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre, so they would bring cedar wood from Lebanon to Joppa by sea, according to the authorization given them by King Cyrus of Persia. In the second month of the second year, after they arrived at God's house in Jerusalem, Zerubbabel son of Shealtiel, Jeshua son of Jozadak, and the rest of their brothers, including the priests, the Levites, and all who had returned to Jerusalem from the captivity, began to build. They appointed the Levites who were twenty years old or more to supervise the work on the Lord's house. Jeshua with his sons and brothers, Cadmiel with his sons and the sons of Judah and Hinadad with their sons and brothers, the Levites, joined together to supervise those working on the house of God. When the builders had laid the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests, dressed in their robes and holding trumpets, and the Levites descended from Asaph holding cymbals, took their positions to praise the Lord as King David of Israel had instructed. They sang with praise and thanksgiving to the Lord, for he is good, his faithful love to Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the Lord's house had been laid. But many of the older priests, Levites, and family heads who had seen the first temple wept loudly when they saw the foundation of this temple, but many others shouted joyfully. The people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shouting from that of the weeping, because the people were shouting so loudly, and the sound was heard far away. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the returned exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel, They approached Zerubbabel and the family heads and said to them, Let us build with you, for we also worship your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time King Esarhaddon of Assyria brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the other heads of Israel's families answered them, You may have no part with us in building a house for our God since we alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel. As King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people who were already in the land discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. They also bribed officials to act against them to frustrate their plans throughout the reign of King Cyrus of Persia and until the reign of King Darius of Persia. At the beginning of the reign of Ahasuerus, the people who were already in the land wrote an accusation against the residents of Judah and Jerusalem. During the time of King Artaxerxes of Persia, Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabeel, and the rest of his colleagues wrote to King Artaxerxes. The letter was written in Aramaic and translated. Rehum, the chief deputy, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter to King Artaxerxes concerning Jerusalem as follows. From Rehum, the chief deputy, Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges and magistrates from Tripolis, Persia, Erech, Babylon, Susa, that is, the people of Elam, and the rest of the peoples whom the great and illustrious Ashurbanipal deported, and settled in the cities of Samaria, in the region west of the Euphrates River. This is the text of the letter they sent to him. To King Artaxerxes from your servants, the men from the region west of the Euphrates River, let it be known to the king that the Jews who came from you have returned to us at Jerusalem. They are rebuilding that rebellious and evil city, finishing its walls and repairing its foundations. Let it be known to the king that if that city is rebuilt and its walls are finished, they will not pay tribute, duty or land tax and the royal revenue will suffer. Since we have taken an oath of loyalty to the king and it is not right for us to witness his dishonor, we have sent to inform the king that a search should be made in your predecessor's record books. In these record books, you will discover and verify that the city is a rebellious city, harmful to kings and provinces. There have been revolts in it since ancient times. That is why this city was destroyed. We advise the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are finished, you will not have any possession west of the Euphrates, The king sent a reply to his chief deputy, Rehum Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues living in Samaria and elsewhere in the region west of the Euphrates River. Greetings. The letter you sent us has been translated and read in my presence. I issued a decree, and a search was conducted. It was discovered that this city has had uprisings against kings since ancient times and there have been rebellions and revolts in it. Powerful kings have also ruled over Jerusalem and exercised authority over the whole region west of the Euphrates River, and tribute, duty, and land tax were paid to them. Therefore, issue an order for these men to stop, so that this city will not be rebuilt until a further decree has been pronounced by me. See that you not neglect this matter, Otherwise, the damage will increase and the royal interests will suffer. As soon as the text of King Artaxerxes' letter was read to Rahim, Shimshai the scribe, and their colleagues, they immediately went to the Jews in Jerusalem and forcibly stopped them. Now the construction of God's house in Jerusalem had stopped and remained at a standstill until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia.